Leader Talk. 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 Hi everyone, my name is Dawson. Welcome to Leader Talk. This show is proudly brought to you by Brainiac. Each week, we are meeting with incredible leaders from around the world to discuss all things leadership and business insights. Each leader coming on this show has given up their valuable time for one very clear purpose, to give back to small and medium business owners. We can all agree that we require leaders in our lives, whether this is a leader in our business, in the community, or in our homes. Today, as the pressure around us reaches new heights, the roles, the capabilities and appreciation of leaders has become crucial in the journey of successful teams and businesses. Today, my co-host, CEO of Peerlight, Gus Arianto and I are fortunate to chat to our guest speaker, Graziella Schwarzberg. Graziella is an organizational consultant and executive coach. She's a change, leadership and culture specialist, making her a master of understanding leaders and how to improve as one. Graziella has extensive experience coaching various leaders around the world from both commercial and non-profit sectors and is here today to give us all insights on all things leadership. Welcome to the show, Graziella. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Nat. Uh, hi, Gus. You know, I am really pumped and super excited to be here today with both of you and with everybody who is listening. Thank you for your time, Graciela. You know, this is one of my favorite shows. <laughs> I cannot wait to share your insights to the world. Now, Graciela, we begin the show each week asking our guests two fun questions. So we've prepared your two fun questions. And the first one we'd like to ask okay. you is tell us something that others may not actually know about you. Mm. I'm not sure if no one knows about me because I have been bragging about this for a long time, but I am a sports person and I have competed in several sports in Argentina and in Australia. And I am a proud, you know, five-time national champion, um, New South Wales national champion in dragon boating. And I competed for Australia five times in world championships around the world. And I have my medals and I am super proud of That's that. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. And the other question, That's if you right. could invite anyone to yeah. dinner, who would it be and why? Yeah. That, that's a very insightful question for me, Nat. And I thought about this for, you know, quite a while when I heard your other guest. And I would say if I could, I would invite my mother uh, just because I lost my mother when I was very young. And there is not a day that then I don't wish I could have another dinner with her. She was an extraordinary woman. Oh, that's beautiful. Wow. Thank you. Powerful. Beautiful. And, and yeah. Graciela, we... I've seen your CV, yeah. I've seen your bios, very lengthy, and we would love for you to share with us <laughs> a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Well, I was born in Argentina, um, and I came to Australia 30 years ago with two children, um, a suitcase, um, no money, as a skilled migrant, and several degrees under my belt as a very young professional and no one word of English. So I didn't know anyone in Australia. 
but they took a leap of faith. And I have some courage, or I was too young, and I decided to have a different life for myself and my family. So that was 30 years ago. Then I went straight to school to learn English. And from then, I started working in community sector. I work with um, torture and trauma. I work as a psychologist. And then I keep studying a little bit more. And then I went back to my love, which was the organizational setting. So I was a therapist for many years, but I always have the opportunity to work in organizations too. And about, I did several roles in organizational development. I work as a consultant. I work for, um, you know, for international companies and I had a stint even in US and then I came back and I knew I wanted to work in a particular way of working. Culture and leadership was very foreign at that time in Australia. And I decided to open my own consultancy. That was 22 years ago. And since then, I've been working in the organizational, the team and the leadership level. And yeah, so that's that's my story. It's, um, it's a full-on story. And at one point, you are also uh, involved with university uh, around the subject of leadership yeah. at the University of New South Wales, yeah. if I'm not. Thinking. Yeah, wow. yeah. I, I I have done guest speaker lecturing in Macquarie University, and I was a professor in the University of New South Wales in the MBA executive, uh, and that was a very uh, proud moment to be invited to be a lecturer at the university, and I am still, you know, working with the university, and I work now with professors, coaching them in leadership. So it's it's a full circle for, wow. for me. someone for someone that. Time came to Australia unable to speak English yeah. and yeah. to actually recognize as a professor yeah. in one of the leading yeah. universities on the subject yeah. that you love. What an incredible yeah, I journey. can give you funny, funny stories about how I learned because I, I used to go to school in the morning next to my children's school uh, to learn English. And then in the afternoon, then I will go into another course at TAFE. And then at night, I will watch Sesame Street. <laughs> To be able to learn oh, the basics of English. <laughs> oh, <that's amazing. laughs> uh, so I was a, all the time a very avid learner. And I think that when you have a passion for learning, that never stops. And, and I believe I am a forever student, forever. That's the only way you can really be a good teacher is to be forever That's student. Fantastic. And Graciela, just to check, you've been an executive consultant right around the world, correct? Not just in Australia or Argentina. That's true. That's true. I have clients in Europe. I have clients in South America. I have clients in United States. I have clients in Indonesia. Uh, I went to Bali. Yes, that's that's correct. That's fantastic. Yes. I, I guess from going on that, so as an executive coach, that's you know coached right around the world in both um, commercial and not profit um, sectors. What do you think would then be from all this experience that you've had, what would be the top three characteristics of leaders that you've seen from your experience? Yeah. What about if I ask you that question, Natalie, as a young, you know, professional leader, um, starting to make your mark as a leader, what would you say are the three top capabilities that you yeah, bring I actually to put the job? This, interesting because I actually put this as a poll on LinkedIn. It is something, you know, it is something that, you know, uh, I'm passionate about. So for me, I think trust yeah. is very big. 
trust, uh-huh. uh, empathy for me from a leader is something big. There's quite a few. Empowerment, honesty. Can I keep going? Okay. Yeah. What about you, Gus? In your extensive leadership experience, having been in both sides, because I think we learn from the all the time from the leaders we have, the ones we don't want to be and the ones we want to be. What would you say, Gus? Um, uh, from my position and from what I learn and from the way I look at it, uh, I think the top three characteristic of a great leader that I tend to be in favor is someone that have a bigger heart to understand that people wake up in the morning with their own challenges. I also think that, you know, I really favor a leader that actually can be uh, a basic in terms of the uh, in terms of the present, so uh, everyone, I guess, uh, know now that I have a website called onebowlofrice.com.au. So the reason I picked that is because I believe a leader that can be as basic as a white steam rice, um, uh, you know, represent the basicness to elevate other people. Uh, and lastly is a leader that can empower for people to do their best okay. job. That, that That's... Uh, obviously, that's biased from my, uh, from me. Yeah. Yes. And- from my experience, what I would say is, one of the most important thing is to show up. To show up. To show up with your full self. So then, to be present. And presence is not about having a charismatic personality. Being present is, I am here today with both of you, and my full self is here with you. My mind, my heart, my my soul, my brain, everything is here with you. I'm not thinking about the shopping I have to do. I'm not watching my emails. I am not looking at the phone. For the time I'm here with you, this is it for me. And I think in every encounter, a leader who can show up as full self is a leader that will always have, you know, the attention of their people. I think that then that's particularly important in times of difficulties and crisis. And then we have been all going through difficult times. A lot of leaders sometimes believe that if they have no good news is better, no news <laughs> at all. And then they go missing in action. And I would say this is a time more critical when you face reality and you show up. And then the other thing is about the recognition of how your behavior impacts people around you. This is about understanding of self. Anyone who understand and wants to be a leader of others first need to be a leader of self. Understanding self for me is the crucial path of understanding others. Yeah, that is, that is, that is really, really important. Uh, Can we touch more about being present, showing up as a full self? Uh, um, It's not a rocket science statement. I guess Natalie and I will understand the meaning of you know, being present, show up as a full self. But when you throw challenges as a small business, you know, uh, uh, Gracie, I'm a, uh, I'm a owner of a flower shop, right? And uh, I wake up at three o'clock in the morning, Gracie, 
just mm-hmm. to make sure that my business going. Uh, and I work until seven o'clock at night with three of my yeah. staff. Yeah. Uh, to be able to be present for that full time, yes. it's a challenge for yes. me. So what's your what's yes. your message to me? How, how can I be present when I don't even have time to sleep? And the reality of owning a small business is the fact that yes. uh, I probably the only one understand the importance of not enough sleep, not eating lunch, just to carry on with my business. Yeah. The first thing I would say is that then your behavior is something you choose. So I have learned many years ago that then before you enter a space, you need to make a conscious decision about how you are going to show up. So what I'm saying for that is I don't want you to lie. I don't want you to pretend that then you are tired or you don't have challenges or you have a discussion at home that then, of course, is going to affect how you show up. But before you enter a space where you have invited other people to enter your space too, because you are inviting people to work with you, then you need to make a conscious choice. And if I divert just a little bit from that, leadership is a choice. I want you to be very clear about this. I work with many leaders around the world that then have arrived in a position of leadership, and I'm talking about managing others or leading others, just by faith or just by being there or being the ones who knew the most in their technical area or no one else was there or they were tapped in the shoulder or they thought, I can have more money here. And they just arrived. And that's okay. We don't necessarily grow up saying, what do you want to be when you grow up? And say, I want you to manage people or living people. But once you are there, then it's a conscious choice. You are impact the life of other people. So you need to make a choice about being a leader. Then you make a choice every day to how you are going to show up. And you show up with your challenge and you show up with your lack of energy. But then during the day, you find ways to recharge and renew so then we can remain, you know, the best part of ourselves for the rest of the day. And can I say, this doesn't stop when you go back home. When you go back home, you need to choose how you enter the space on your home too, because that's when you impact the other people. Sorry, I, I, I love yeah. this topic. Um, so what happened if we unable to do that? From your experience, yeah. you know, in different yes. culture, in different CEOs, large, yes. m- mainly large and small and non Yes. what happened if, if there is leaders that, uh, I, I love the word choose, yeah. you, you use that. If, if we choose not to show up as a full self, have you seen the bad impact of, uh, can you share the, the, the consequences. Well, yes. Well, the consequence is if I just show a part of myself, then I become a very distant leader. And then no one wants to follow a leader I cannot connect or relate with. You know, we tend to follow leaders that then we feel that they care for us, they are connected with us. We don't follow supermans. You know, these people work by themselves. They don't have a team. You know, that then, but if you want to have a team, if you want to have an organization, people need to like you. 
No one wants to be with someone you don't like. And that's, it's not about working to be liked, but understanding that unless you are liked, you can be the most exquisite leader, the most thoughtful leader, the most extraordinary person. But if no one likes you, it will be all about you. Um, so then those space that then you are talking, when I go home, for example, you know, there is several tricks. I always say to my leaders, you know, when you work in the office, always have in your car or before you, you leave the office, always have a T-shirt so you change the role. So you put your own T-shirt on so you disconnect. And before you arrive home, then you when you stop the car or when you come down from the bus, as you walk from the bus stop to home, just, you know, think about how do I want to show up? And if you are still very worried, then take five minutes, go around the corner two times, you know, debrief with yourself, reflect with yourself before entering another sacred space, which is, you know, your home. Really powerful. Graciela, you mentioned, you know, being a leader that, you know, no one likes me. If I'm, if I'm out there, I'm listening to this <laughs> and I kind of think maybe I am one of those leaders. Can I actually become a good leader? <laughs> yes. If I didn't believe that then you can learn and, and, and change, then I wouldn't be working in this. It will be absolutely, you know, disheartening to do this job. Absolutely. I have worked with leaders who are 80 years wow. old. That's my oldest client. 80 years old. And they still, yes, and they still have change, but it's all about how much you really want. So you need to have first an understanding about the impact. Yes, that's the first thing. You need to raise your awareness. And you do that through, you know, feedback, 360s, listen to friends, you know, to partners, to your staff. First, you need to be really aware of that. Then you need to have an acceptance and say, oh my God, really, is this is me. I don't want to be like that. And then you need to do something about it because a lot of people say, oh, well, that's me, you know, like it or leave it. It's like, well, if that's you, like it or leave it, then how can you work with other people? So having the action, you know, the courage, taking the risk, moving forward is as important as I really want to change. Wanting is just a wishing, you know, idea. It's just... I really want to, there's no magic wands, you know, if not, then I will be super rich. It is about hard work is commitment, consistent every day, every day, every single encounter, every encounter you have is an opportunity to show up as a leader. When you work in a canteen, in the school canteen, when you take your kids to netball, when you work with your mates in a mechanic, you know, in the, in the car mechanic shop, when you go to do the shopping and then you see someone struggling, trying to reach, you know, a packet of, of rice, which is too high. That's all opportunities to be a leader. So, Grassi, I have a question on that because, you know, my yes. question is very important, you know, uh, especially when we put like many people never, you know, uh, Everyone probably wake up as the biggest criticized to themselves. You know, even the good yes. leader probably thinking I'm not good enough. Not to mention, on top of that, they might not be as seasoned leader as the reality, you know, 
uh, in their career. Uh, when you say that, yes, bad leaders can learn to be great leaders, uh, once again, I don't have the money to learn. You know, how, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't have a money to find a coach. Uh, how should I learn this? Like, uh, mm. uh, what's your opinion for all of us? I mean, I'm not, I'm not as, uh, you know, uh, uh, blessed as others that have access to your coaching. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, there are several opportunities. There is a lot of articles that then you can even tap into the internet. And Natalie just wrote an article and it's for free. There is, you know, I have a subscription to the Harvard Business Review and I have a subscription and then I have the free also subscription. And every month I receive articles. The important thing is to be studious and be disciplined. So I receive an article, I read the article, then I reflect and I think about how can I incorporate that learning into my own reality? Yeah, because I am not the CEO of the largest, you know, corporation, then what these people are talking probably is not related to me. I can guarantee you that at the end, there's no much difference. The imposter syndrome that then you are talking, not being good enough. You know, I have worked with CEOs of very large, profitable companies. You know, the top, you know, even a hundred companies in Australia or in the world. You know what they say to me secretly? I see sometimes when I see my PA, walking by my office, I have a sense that then that person will tap in my office and say, listen, John, we make a mistake with you. Like thinking about that the PA will be the one who is going to find out that then I am not supposed to be here. So this idea of the imposter syndrome, which is about the confidence that then I have about myself, who I believe I am, Understanding my own strength cuts across every leader I have worked with, small, medium, or large. So I work a lot with the strength, and I work a lot with building the leader capability. So reading articles, and of course I am crazy about academic, but there is a lot of freebies around. Talk to people who are in different industries than you, you know, that then, you know, you are a florist. Yes, talk to other florists that they are not in your patch, you know, someone who is in Adelaide, that then, you know, if you go florist association, I'm sure that then you can have a list of other florists. And then the most important learning is go back to the people you manage. Ask them, how can I best serve you? What kind of leader would you like me to be for you? Oh, and, and you're missing actually one, one, uh, one strategy okay. to learn. Which one is? Uh, you guys, all of you that watching this can go to Leader Talk through Brainiac Webcast. That's true. Uh, you know, in the short three yeah. months, we bring 12 leaders. That's true. Giving a leadership insight. And it's just one way. I'm not talking about Leader Talk. I just want to make it funny. But no. I think it's a choice yes. to learn. And yes. I think we need to learn. Yes. Yeah. And, and there are books also that then you, you buy today, like, Old books, you know, I still treasure old books that then today you can go and buy for $2, Yeah, you know, <laughs> that then because they've been the fate, you know, of the super thing happening five years ago. So but I, yeah, cannot, watch, I, I cannot read yeah. books. I'm watching Squid Game. 
in Netflix. I'm just <laughs> joking. <laughs> listen, that, listen, don't joke. The last episode was all about teamwork. I saw <laughs> episode four. I don't know, for the ones who are watching that, which is a terrific Terrible show. Terrific, the terrible. Tag of war. It's all about teamwork and strategy and leadership. Because if you remember, and if not, then let me remind your audience. The first thing they say is when you see a leader that is not committed to the cause, how can you be committed? And, you know, we talked a lot about leading from the heart. And then leading for the heart is more than just be nice or loving is I need to love the product. I need to love the clients. I need to love my business. I need to love the people that were with me and for me. I need to love, you know, the space I am in. That's if you want to have a sustainable yes. business. Graciela, can I ask, so for those listening now, yeah. someone that's ready to start their own business, you mentioned all these free ways that, you know, they can learn but they, they want a business coach. They're now listening to you and go, I need a business coach. How can they actually justify that expense? Because obviously there's lots of pros. Mm. Yes, yes. What would be your opinion? Um, yeah, well, I think that then there is different times in a cycle of businesses and that there is certain times where you probably would need more than other times. Um, the starting of a business is an extremely important time to have a reflector, you know, a mirror, someone that then you have the ideas, but then can support you in your journey. But it's not about, aha, mm -hmm, aha. It's more about challenging. It's more about, have you thought about this? What about that? What, so it's about, you know, focusing more than anything else, you know, and create alignment about the business you want, you know, what you want to do, what are your strengths, how you are coming to the picture, why this is important. And let me tell you something. Having a business sounds from the outside a great opportunity to be independent and get a lot of money. But then let's be real, you know, not everybody, you know, is made for having their own business. So it has to be also recognition about what it involves, which is beyond the hard work. It's about the responsibility. You know, if you're an employee, even if you love your job, at five o'clock, you close, you know, and then you leave. A business owner never stop, never rest. Yeah? Yeah. And it's a longer proposition where if you are an employee in one place, you don't like it, you can go into another one. So you need to have purpose. And a purpose has to be far bigger than, you know, money or independence. So different times in the business will need an other. That's what I call an other. And then there is going to be times when you are stuck. So then there is a need to be unstuck. And there's going to be times when you just need to be. Yeah. And that's the role of a coach too, which is about, you know, come here, let me love you, let me be here for you, and then you just be so you can re-energize yourself for the next love. So the trust that then you talk about, Natalie, is a fundamental piece in a relationship with a coach, a fundamental. 
um, to be able to support, to sustain, to challenge, to cheer you on. It's a very lonely job to be a leader, extremely lonely. And it's good to have someone who goes out on the field with you and then do the cheerleading, you know, with the pompons and everything, <laughs> knowing that then you have someone who will always have your back. Gracie, I want to I wanna ask you, so you mentioned before, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, through your experience, you deal with corporate leaders, also people that building their business to a successful business. Uh, and you also say that as a business owner, uh, it's beyond hard work, right? Like it's their passion, it's their life. How do you, as a business owner, how do you put a filter? So, you know, you said as an employee, you can choose to stop. Even though the reality of life, you know, people do continue working in their time because they might search for other opportunity in that organization. But, That's true. But if we just take, a, a black and white approach. You know, the difference is business owner live with the business. Employee can have a choice. How do I, as a leader of my business, learn to put a filter? Because the reality is I will expect everyone to treat my business as their business, even though they are an employee. And I'm sure you yes. will see a negative, negative impact on that. Uh, what can you yes. share uh, around this topic? Yeah. I do believe people need to be treating their business, other people's business as their own. I do believe so. And that's the engagement with the purpose of your business, yes? And the the ability to be uh, free-spirited, the ability to make decisions in my job, the ability to... To, to work around my strength, um, to have someone to support me. So even as an employee, my quest is always for people to treat other business like their own. I go back as a owner of the business about the choice. It is true that then business becomes your life, but it is also true that then you are far more than the business you have. So the moment your identity becomes your business, that's when you can get into trouble because you lose perspective of the other things about your life. So then in the case of Natalie, we know, you know, she's a mother of a young, you know, family. She is, you know, she is writer. She has her, her hobbies, you know. So then to define Natalie and say, you are a business owner, full stop, is to really not giving her enough credit for everything she is. So it's about the perspective of understanding that then we are someone's daughter, someone's sister, someone's friend, someone's spouse, someone, you know, companionship, someone's netball player. So then our life, is much richer for all the spaces we are in. Yeah. And and then that's where this is the choice. I go back to the choice. And if there is one message I wanted to leave, it's like always have the time to stop and reflect. So that's where you can really make the leaps, you know, in your business, in your learning and in yourself. Choose to be more than just your business. Don't let business define who you are, even if you have a lot of hours 
spending. Yeah. Can I just clarify? So uh, just so I can understand that. Yes. So you're saying that as a business owner, we should not just focus solely on business, but on all the other aspects in our life as well. Well, so let me let me put it in an interesting way because I know you know you both love food and I always find easy to talk about food. Let's say that then I have 200 grains of flour, two eggs, and 10 olives, and I'm preparing to do a pizza. And as I am working on the dough, I become very confident. Yes, and my pizza, the ingredients I have is for 200, you know. A 20 centimeter pizza, yes? And as I becoming more and more confident and I'm enjoying this, I keep moving the door, moving the door. And I can make it a little bit crusty in some areas. And I'm like, well, what about that opportunity? What about that opportunity? I cannot leave that one. What about that one? And you keep moving the door. You keep moving the door. And then one day you realize that your door that was supposed to be 20 centimeters have gone into two meters. Now, Natalie and Gus, tell me about what I have in front of me right now. A very thin dough that is broken. That, that's number what one. What else do I have? Something very large. Um, something very... Very large? Um, uh, well, the ingredient into the pizza will be... Uh, well, I, I'm imagining when you have the dough, you have the mushroom, the pineapple, the Empty. ham, the... No, 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 no. So what you do is now you keep moving, you keep moving, you didn't look, and then you're having big holes yeah, behind yeah, you. Yeah. So, and then I have 10 olives. Yeah. Now I have 10 olives for two, two meter. meter pizza. So some of the places will not even have yeah. the ingredients. Some will have holes. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then I will try to repair. And then the rest will not even be a pizza anymore. So that's the same with me in terms of how much I can give. Yes, how much I can give. Uh, really. okay. I don't want people to keep filling holes because then it's not a pizza anymore. I want people to say, I am bloody good at, at, at cooking this pizza. And this is a great pizza. Love it. Let me, let me enjoy it. Let me share. This is enough. And when I feel, you know, okay with this, I may, if I have more money, I may buy a little bit more yeah, of, yeah. you know, flour. And then I may even invite someone else to say, you know, what about if you try a pizza? Let's see how we go. Yeah. And then I may then think about bringing some mushroom. And then I go a little bit more. And then I enjoy my pizza. And then I stay there. So then it is very important as businesses to understand that then sometimes the fear of missing opportunities is actually a missed opportunity in itself. Because if you keep moving, then your energy is not going to be there. The people will not be able. The major complaint we have from everyone, every person is, I cannot do everything I can. You know, I have so much to do. And I'm like, don't do it. <laughs> Just do enough for the 20 centimeter pizza. Yeah, being content and become the super king or queen of the pizza. Once you manage that, then move a little bit more. Just a little bit more. I always want people to move a little bit more. But understanding, you know, the boundaries, understanding the opportunities 
Yeah. And understanding the quality of the offering. And then it's not the same if you bring someone say, here is a pizza of pizza and I want you with 200 you know, grams of flour, like your employee in the flour shop. I want you, you know, $35,000, let me pay you salary. Yeah, and work from Monday to Saturday, you know, from six o'clock in the morning because, you know, the market yeah. open at six o'clock until 5 p.m. It was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I was going to say, I'm first. making pizza Saturday night. I don't think I'll ever look at a pizza the same way again. I'll think of you every time. That's what my clients always say to me. And then, do you want something else as a pizza, you know, eater? Let me give you another topic on that. You know, the other thing is about when you have eaten your size of pizza and you know that's enough. Make sure that other people can eat the pizza too. Don't keep shoveling pizza to yourself, thinking that then I have to eat it, I have to eat it, no one else can eat this. And that's about spreading, you know, the task, spreading the love, spreading the reward, spreading the recognition, but also spreading the responsibility. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Gracie, I want to come back to yeah. the... Uh, statement that you make previously, there's two things that go to my mind. You know, I cannot walk away from this leading with heart, right? Because okay. uh, I know what you mean by leading with heart. What you mean is, you know, when you see your customer, laugh your customer. When you see your people, laugh your people. When it, You know, we're talking about laugh, come from internal. Uh, I cannot walk away from this thinking that laugh, uh, you know, associated with giving ice cream. You know, I'm a small business. <laughs> to be honest, Graciela, I don't have money to wake up every day and to, okay, today I'm giving ice cream to Johnny. Tomorrow I'm giving chocolate to Cindy. Like, I really challenge uh, with my own yeah. cost position in business. Yet when I hear you talking about leading with heart, um, yeah. uh, how can I drive performance with this? Yeah. Okay, before I answer that, let me ask you something. How do you show love to your parents or your siblings? Uh, me? And that's a question. Yeah, yeah. how do you show uh, love? Being present, yeah. So, or you buy ice cream every single day uh, to your parents? Well, to be honest, my kids want it, but I don't give it. But I say it lightly yeah. here. Oh, correct. Mm -hmm. I haven't shown love by correct. cooking. I and love cooking mean... for my family. Okay, what else do you do, Natalie, to show love? Or how do you show love to your kids, let's say, or to your yeah, partner? Uh, we could, I could play with the children, read a book, just be with them. That's free. That's free. Okay? That's free. So then that's on one hand. Yes. On the other hand is I am not that fairy kind of coach. You know me well. I am not that... Oh, you know, love can conquer all. I am a super strong businesswoman. I have my own business and I am very strong businesswoman. But I believe that in, when I'm talking about the heart, is the heart, the minds and the hands go, you know, together. It's a combination of the three things. So I have what I call a passionate brain an insightful heart and my two hands, which is my courage to make things happen. 
So when I'm talking about love, it's not about the symbolic love. When I'm talking about love, it's a thoughtful love. I am thinking of you. I care about you, but I need to know why you are not motivated. What motivates you? What is your driving? You know, for if we were working the three of us in a business, then for Natalie, for example, leaving at three o'clock to pick up the kids from school will be more important than having an extra salary. For Gus, it will be, you know, Gus, you know, what about if on Friday afternoons you dedicate yourself to write, you know, your, or to do the one bowl of rice. What motivates you? How can I make sure that the new rem, remind my employee? Because let's face it, there is a florist shop in every corner, in every city in Australia. Why would I work for you? And I think this is the key. I think this is the key, whether you are a small, medium, yeah. large Non-profit, uh, we as a leader tend to think that people want to be with us when the selection is far more greater than selecting a mobile phone yeah. today. Correct. And we know also that then these ideas that then we experiment, you know, 20 years ago about, oh, have, you know, um, a table tennis, have a masseuse come in, have, it doesn't cut it unless you really mean it. Yeah. So if I care about you and I care about your well-being and this is why I'm having a masseuse and then I have a whole lot of other systems and processes in place to make sure that then the care is being seen in everything I do, the way I talk to you, the way I manage even your performance, the way I give you feedback, the way I collaborate with you, then of course, you know, the massage is a bonus. But give it to me. But if that's all you give it to me under the pretense that then I, you care about my well-being, that's very easy to see that is yeah. fake. You know, yeah. Graciela, I'm curious to know, so you've coached across the world. Yeah. Is this leadership style yes. of leading with a heart consistent around the world or does do different countries lead differently? Mm. I'm just that's curious. That's a great question, Nat. I think. Yes, I think that then we cannot escape about culture. Yes, I'm talking about in this case, um, you know, ethnic cultures. And we can talk also about organizational culture. We cannot escape about how the three of us coming from three different places have grew up about what is important and what is not important. We have, you know, Latinos, we have a DNA imprinted in our bodies. Asian people have a DNA imprinted. You know, um, the Croatian Europeans have the imprinted. That comes, you know, from many, many years, generation by generations, okay, about what is important. However, however, I bet you, if you go around the world, and I do 360s around the world, so I know this. If you go around the world and you say, what kind of leader do you really want to work for? What do you think people would say? Across the world. Leaders that care about me. Think about Indonesia. Yeah, leaders that care about me. Not think about Australia. What would you say? What kind of leader do Definitely you want to work for? Definitely someone that cares about me. Not a micromanager. And if you ask, and if you ask a Latino will say, definitely not a micromanager. Someone who trust and gave me the, give me the opportunity yeah. to 
to do the best I can. That's across every single culture. Even though the manifestation is different, even though we know certain cultures are more, you know, um, dictatorial, even though we know cultures that are more about command and control, even though that then we have cultures who are more outspoken, at the end of the day, we all know what we want. Yeah. <laughs> it's not different. Yeah. Grassi, yeah. uh, I also want yeah. to know, so, you know, gauging... Oh, this is exciting. We are, we are talking so much. Yeah, gauging all your conversation, you always <laughs> talk about you know, kind of the concept, like if I can summarize even in the first 45 minutes here, uh, love yourself because you cannot pour from an empty cup because you need to show up as your full self. Uh, It related to strength, right? Like you you, you also mentioned, you know, strength, you know, focus on strength because, and this is a bit different in my opinion, while I think the audience will understand this, but uh, if you read a lot of business books, you know, there's a lot of focus around focusing on the weakness part of the business and uh, instead of focusing on the strength. Uh, and I experienced firsthand, coached by you, transform businesses, teams, where the minute you focus on strength, you have more flourish environment. Uh, can, can you go in detail why yes. it's important? And okay. also, is there any yes. catch when you actually yes. really focus on strength? So, because this yeah. is important, right? Mm. Yeah. The first thing I will say about strength is that then, is that, you know, this is coming from many years of even being at school and then saying to you, oh, gosh, you are really good at this, but, and that but, if you can only be do, if you can only do this, if you can only be that, if you can improve this, and then the bad then tints the whole thing about what you are really good at. If you are really good at something and you keep working on that, you will become extraordinary in that area. Mm-hmm. If you work in something you are not good at, you can only aspire to be just good. That's the maximum you can aspire. So then it's far more satisfaction. It's far more motivated. It will drive me even more to work in what is already my strength because that becomes, you know, a trademark of who I am. And then it's a way to show with confidence. Yes, to the others. You can always learn other areas of your life, but it's not going to take you that much further. You will be good, which is great, but you want it to be great. And then to be great, then you always play with your strength. Now, the catch is sometimes if you overuse your strength, those becomes your liabilities. And that's the flex point. So let me ask a question. What do you think is your absolutely strength, both of you? Just pick one thing that then you are really good at. Excellent, writing. So let's say that that's your strength. If you keep overusing the writing as your method of communication, people at one point will say, oh, not, 
Where is she? She's never to be seen. She's all the time sitting, writing. The only thing she worries about is how beautiful the words looks on paper. But she's never here. She never talked to us. Yeah. 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 This is difficult. Gus, what is your strength? So engagement and connection with people. Okay. So then if we say, Gus, you know, loves to connect with everybody. We know that. And then if he becomes then a person in a larger organization and then he cannot connect anymore with all the people, then he will feel that then he's not present, he's not doing a good job. So then what's happened is we tend to overuse sometimes our strength because we have been recognized and praised. Oh, Natalie, you write so beautiful. Gas, people love you, love you. So you do more of that and more of that and more of that. And the more you do, then it becomes the next, you know, the, the, the other face of the same coin. You have overused your strength and now it has become your liability. And so knowing where that inflex point is, is fundamental. For Do you think also overuse a strength can also make us wake up with a lot of blind spots? For example, if I like engagement, if I like talking, if I like, you know, uh, you know me, I have no problem standing in front of a thousand people, uh, prepared or not prepared. Now, then I meet with Natalie that love writing. I will always see Natalie unable to do a good job as a leader mm. because why Natalie, why are you nervous standing in front of a thousand people? Yes. Natalie? And, and that's what we need to be aware or not. Is that one of the problems? Yes. That's, that's interesting. That's to understand what is your strength is things that then you do naturally without any effort. Things that are you. And then you think about anyone can write. Anyone can present, yeah. anyone, yeah. but that's not true. That's not true. So your job is your job is to unlock Natalie's strength yeah. and nurture that strength. Yeah. And this is not about denying the things she needs to learn. This is not about saying, oh, you know, she's she's disorganized. Don't worry about that. I'm not saying that. But the moment you put the focus in her lack in her lack of organization skills, you lost her. Yeah. 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 Because it's like, what about all the other things I have to offer? You didn't even see it. Yeah. And I'm just thinking all those people that are, you know, how many people listening right now have actually sat down and thought about their strengths? Probably, you know, it's not something we often think about. So, Graciela, is there some sort of method or something that we can do that we can actually (laughs) do that right away? Because it seems like it's it's paradise. Yes. It's it's interesting because that's one of the first exercises I do with any new client, you know, apart from a few questions. I always say, I want you to bring me a list of 20, mm-hmm. and I am ruthless, 20 straight. And writing is a task, and I let you go with that, Natalie. But then strength is something that is within, yes? I want you to write 20 things. People find that extremely difficult, and that's already a point of conversation. And then I say, if you cannot say it, if you cannot find a going to a fishing expedition, go and talk to people around you and ask them, can you tell me what will be the best of me in your eyes? 
And then you talk to partners, you talk to clients, you talk to friends, you talk to, don't talk to your teenager kids, by the way. That's never a good idea. But then, you know, you talk to a lot of people, do like your own 360, but only focusing on the strength. Tell me why, why you liked me, why you are my friend, what they will have so many things to say. So then do your list, the two of you and everybody. So then have a look at your list and then go away and then compare and contrast that list with other people around you. That's amazing because 20 is a big number, isn't it? Like if it is for me to kind number. of rattle off 20, you've really got to think. So you can see why you have to do that research. It's yes. not something that is at the forefront yes. of everyone's minds. Yes, correct. And as I say, if you bring me Natalie writing, I will say that doesn't <laughs> count, Natalie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For example. So yeah. And and Grassi, um, you know, there is no doubt uh, you know, businesses, leaders, uh, in particular because we're talking about leadership, but this is impacting everyone. Today we face big challenges you know, mental challenges, uncertainty. Yes. Uh, you are the first in Australia that bringing a professional uh, method, uh, certified method. Uh, I, I let you explain the, uh, the the method or the program. Uh, I want to touch about well-being. So, so, you know, when we talk about this, and I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of people out there, small business, medium business, big business, you know, this topic that you bring, Graciela, you know, leading with heart, heart, you know, making sure you understand well-being, you know, it's it's ice cream stuff, right? Yet you know, and I know, and I, I'm fully in support on this, it actually drives performance. It drives performance. Yeah. And there is a lot of research, actually, Gas, and it's not done by me, but there's a lot of research available to us about the connection between high performance and well-being. And I will invite anyone who is interested to tap into that research. And I can even, you know, show you some links, you know, in your leader talk yeah. or in your website for that. So that's not me thinking, oh, isn't that nice? There is very strong research. Can I say that the issue of mental health has been an issue that's been around for a long time. We have always recognized issues of mental health in the workplace. What COVID has done is put the issue on the table. Yes? And, and the only thing I will say for your people, which is a very important, is think about you are flying on a plane and then you have the air hostess explaining to you what do you need to do in case of emergency? And we have been working in case of emergency. What did they say to you? What is the first instruction? Uh, uh, in the case of emergency, save yourself first before you save others. Is that right? What did they, what mask did they say? Mask, mask jacket first. Yes. First. Yeah. And mask first. Mask. They even say, if you are with a child. You put your mask first. Yeah. You put your mask first. Yes. This is a very strong message. And we are talking about the plane that is about to crash. You cannot get more critical than that, yes? And still, it says, if you don't put your mask, you cannot support anyone around you. Recognizing when your tank, your oxygen tank is low, 
Yes, when your pizza, the dough is not enough, it's an important message for everyone. If I don't have oxygen, I cannot perform. It's the same if I take the water out of you, can you perform? So I cannot perform unless my tank is full. So make sure you put your mask, make sure you do things first, to renew your own oxygen, to look after your well-being, because that's when you can make the most critical decisions for your business. You can then act with integrity in your business. Then you can continue the course. Your resilience will be up. If I don't have energy, I don't have resilience. And there's been a lot of talk about resilience. And if I don't have resilience, I cannot have a fresh mind to be able to make the critical decisions about, you know, letting people go, bringing people in, closing a business, moving away from the city, opening a new business, buying some other products. You need to have clarity of mind to do all of that. Unless your body is with you, there's no much place for you to go. So please remember to put the oxygen mm. first on you before you attend mm. to others. And, and do you mind just uh, because this is part of your business as well, and Natalie and I, also, of course, want to share a little bit, you know, your well-being program, the first one that is yeah. released, what is that called and why it's different? Because yeah. when you type uh, well-being, okay. yeah. uh, GLW, yes. when you type well-being, hundreds yes. of well-being yeah. I, I was fortunate to get in touch with a very interesting group of psychologists from Melbourne who have been working in the area of well-being for quite a number of years, yes? And they have an instrument called GLWS, Global Leadership Wellbeing, you know, suit. And then as a result of that, that's a framework, it's a holistic framework. So I have already designed some leadership programs using the tool. I am doing one-on-one with leaders using that tool to bring recognition about the need to look after themselves, but then spreading that around the organization as a way of everybody understanding that. So I am working on myself. I am at the moment working with other colleagues for the Department of Education, working with some principals who have dealt with bushfires, New South Wales Department of Education, bushfires and floods and COVID. I am working with non-for-profit organizations in this concept of well-being and for profitable organizations like, you know, Pierre Light and others um, in this concept of well-being. It's a very powerful concept and it has effectively changed, transformed, you know, businesses. And, and it's about, you know, the vulnerability piece. It's about the mind piece. It's about the energy and the resistance. And it's about the agility, if I can put it more. Because at the end of the day, we want people to be agile. And accordingly to the latest research in Cambridge University and Oxford University, um, agile mindset is something that they knew only learn as an individual. And well-being is one of the aspects of an agile mindset. So there's a quite a lot of research on that. Look, I know we are out of time, but I, Graciela, I wanted to ask you one more question because as, is, if that's okay, okay, as business owners, you know, business owners out yeah. there, they obviously they, their businesses, you know, they need to drive it. They need to get it going. So their well-being is often, I mean, I'm a business owner. There's been times where, I'm, you know, supposed to go for a walk. I don't do it. I've got a deadline. I've got to meet the deadline. Feel awful for yes. days, but you push through it. I do it. I'll put my hand up. 
what are some simple yeah. tips you can offer or suggest to those business, to those leaders, business yes. owners, or anyone yes. out there really, regardless of what they're learning? Yeah. yeah. Well, that is very simple things. One of the things, you know, that then um, my clients do, then they have in the desktop, they have in the computer a little reminder of, you know, a figure of someone doing exercise. I say you can put your um, alarm every 45 minutes to go 10 minutes for a walk. Anyone can do that. Every 45 minutes, 10 minutes for a walk. You can have a lot of free apps, um, you know, downloaded in your phone to do some relaxation and meditation. You need to do some stretches, learn some stretches. You need to have a laugh, please, you know, Call a girlfriend, call a boyfriend, boyfriend, call someone and just talk nonsense about, you know, the things in life. You need to bring fun into your life all the time. You know, I see people very serious all the time. That is not going to help. Lighten up, lighten up. Even in the worst circumstances, there is always something to laugh about. And look, I work with emergency hospital departments, yes? And laugh is the number one methodology that then we use to liberate the stresses, yes? So then it's just have a ball, have a laugh, you know, relax. There is always tomorrow. There is always tomorrow. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, And I know, Gus, you love to uh, sum up what we discuss each week. So I'm (laughs) going to hand it over to you for your summary. Thank you. Uh, Graciela, thank you so much for sharing your insights to us. Uh, you know, Natalie and I represent the small and medium business across the world. Um, uh, I hope I'm accurate in capturing what you say. Um, so let me look down because I write notes here. Uh, start with the message that I really love. Show up with a passionate head, insightful heart and courageous hand to help and empower your surrounding. As a leader, we need to show up as a full self because that's where the team around us can connect. I love your message about Superman can save the world by himself, but if you want to save the world together or if you want to run an organizational transformation, then you need to be who you are, as authentic of who you are, with the positive and the negative. Yet, while we're talking about positive and negative, focus on your strength. Develop on your strength and be confident in your strength. While at the same time, understand there is a flex moment where your strength can be your liabilities. So you have to Mm -hmm. understand that. Whilst we're talking about all this, We wrap up with the word well-being, as you cannot pour from an empty cup. Natalie asked the question before. We are, as a business owner, are busy. And Graciela responds, well-being is your choice. It's your choice to actually put a break. It's your choice to actually spend the time with your family. And it's your choice to smile and not to get too serious because there's always tomorrow. Graciela, thank you so much for the last one hour. Natalie and I, on behalf of Leader Talk through Brainiac, very thankful that you donate your time. 
Um, thank you so much for inviting me. This was a, a, a fun, you know, conversation. It's a little bit daunting, as I did say, because most of my work is in the intimate space of coaching. So, but then, you know, very glad to to offer the opportunity to you and to the people who are listening. And let me say, you know, if anyone have any questions, I am more than happy, you know, through you, you know, Natalie, to bring back to to answer any questions that may people may have about coaching or things, you know, leadership or leadership. Thank you, Graciela. I've learned a lot and I'm sure everyone else has You're out welcome. there. So thank you. And You're thank welcome, you. Natalie. Thank, thank you. you everyone for tuning in. For more information on Leader Talk or for some great resources to help your business grow, check out brainiac.com.au. Thanks everyone. Bye. 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 Leader Talk. 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 Leader Talk.